the Outlaw Mud Show Drive-In, what the world is not listening to. Welcome to the Outlaw Mud Show Drive-In. My name is Joe Connor. With me is Mohammed Favi. Hello, everyone. And and just, you know, uh, this is neither yours. There, God knows that, but it's Mohammed Fathi. I know it's it's hard for an American, but it's not fatty as in, you know, the H is not silent. It has to be. I, I, I say fatty. Yeah. I'm not well, it's not fatty. There's, there's, there's someone who, who calls you fatty. Yeah. Yeah. Who the, oh, oh, yeah. Wait a minute. Is that James? The James still calls me Fahey, right? Yeah, he calls you Fahey. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why now. I, I thought, you know, we're at this point, like, you know, we're good brothers uh, or bad brothers, uh, depending on who you talk to. Yeah. And you should know, you know, I should, I, I should share. With, I, I've lived in the, I've lived the, I've lived a lie long enough. You should know how to. So how did you say it? Fatty. It's, 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 it's kind of like fat. Uh, hyphen he, fat he, but you know you pull it yeah fat fat he. So you need to, it's weird because you need to enunciate the t and you need to enunciate the h. Oh, okay. Well, damn. And learn, it's learn hard, something yeah. new every uh, every seven years. Yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> speaking of seven, so, kind of a good segue there. So right before the pod, we were talking about something, and seven years ago was part of this about how basically like that 2014 to like 20 but basically 2014 to about the time AEW started like that five-year period honestly might be the yeah. five best years of professional wrestling ever uh like you had lucha underground for not obviously not the entire five years period but uh you had roh that was great around then Impact uh, was doing great depending on the year. NXT was obviously basically the top show. Um, you had in 2014-2015, Raw and SmackDown were actually really good. Um, you had um, New Japan that was fucking next level at that time period. But yeah, that, that five-year period of like 2014-2019 was amazing. And the indies were thriving then because the indies, in my opinion, are basically dead now. I think like AEW and GCW. I mean, kind of yeah, like death nails on it. I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, not that they intended to do it, but yeah, basically that's the byproduct. Of it. And I don't want to say they're dead because there's still are indies. Uh, what I mean by that is, no, no, there's they're not, not as big top indie guys right now. Besides like Matt Cardona and Effie, that's about it. It's basically what happened is people stopped. Looking up the indies, I guess that's what yes. happens. Because it's not that the end, it's not that the indies stopped working. It's just the indies have had the focus shift off them because of dark and elevation. Because the, yeah, the, now dark and elevation are gone, so there might, you might, rampage. yeah, yeah, you might see a resurgence or you might not. Uh, who knows? But it's and like and R R O H used a lot of indie guys back then too. Like like top tier yep. indie guys might get a match for like the T V title or something and then they'd be off ROH for like six months and then they'd get signed like six months later or something. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, it's like, you know, obviously Chikara has issues why they aren't around. CZW had issues. Um uh, uh 
bar wrestling obviously had issues. So there are yes. personal issues with these uh, bookers and owners, promoters that fell through. But then you have like PWG that, let's face it, PWG is kind of irrelevant now because of it's AEW. not as it's like it's not hard as it used to be it's uh well, it used like, to be a time most where of the talent that they get are sometimes they'll get like an AWI like moxley but usually it's like you know impact guys and that's about it because let's face it yeah but even they're gone they're part, yeah, but, they're basically yeah. AEW. yeah but even then it doesn't feel as big anymore like it, no. it used to be when pwg used to get ring of honor guys it used to be like whoa okay yes, these guys yes, just showed up and yes like yeah, you remember when Battle of Los Angeles was like the hottest tournament that's not the G1 climax. Yeah. Which by the way, the New Japan the way New Japan has gone down since AEW has is also another thing to talk about. But yeah, uh-huh. You can't you can't play that at the feet of Tony Khan though. That was like I think more than more more than anything else, it's it's New Japan's fault that they have slipped this way, but that's another yeah, thing. It's, what's funny is So the last, so I still follow New Japan as far as reading things, but I haven't really, I, I haven't watched a New Japan show since Neither have I. 2022. Oh my God, you didn't see a lot of this year's either? God, I don't, I'm. Uh, had Jay White versus Okada, I think, in the main event. I okay, I did. I okay, no, I I did. I did see Jay White's matches. I looked him up later, but I didn't watch the whole show. Mm-hmm. I think the last time Fair I watched enough. the entire show all the way through from start to finish was twenty twenty two. Yeah, but right now, right like right now, like right now, as we're recording this, we're in the. Like they're in the middle of the best of the super juniors uh, tournament, and no yeah, one. Uh, yeah. And the funny thing about that is, it's not like there's no fanfare behind it really this year. Not really, even though, like you know, when you look up the roster, it's it's a pretty stacked roster. It, it is, has yeah. a lot of like, it has a lot of OGs. It has a lot of like newcomers, like Don Maloney and Akira representing the kingdom in there. You got. Oh, just like there, Kushida's in there. Kushida's is it Ace Austin in it. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And who's the other book club guy? Uh, uh, Chris, Bay. Chris Bay. I think Chris Bay's in it, right? Yeah, I believe so. And no one's talking about. It. And you know what? I'm also uh, so. Two things about New Japan right there is, and they both actually kind of relate to the same thing. So, the first thing was I was going to say was... I Mike Bailey's in there, yeah. I forgot about that. I think New Japan... New Japan ROH both started slipping after the MSG show. Luckily, mm-hmm. New Japan, at the end of 2020, rebounded when they found the Pure Tournament. New Japan just kind of stayed stagnant in 2020 and 2021... It's the whole. It's kind of like because New Japan kept going back to the same well after the yes. they the, kept the, and, and it's nothing again. There are people who are like, I'm sick of Roman Reigns. I'm sick of John Cena. I'm sick of Randy Orton. New Japan is doing the same fucking thing to a worse extent because yeah, 
like I would have rather you guys like you know Sonata, you know Evil, uh, Will Osprey that they push every once in a while, but but here's the thing: I would have rather Okada. I would have rather Okada went on a Roman Reigns like run instead of like cutting everybody's title reign short. Same. Like that was the problem. Like, and the biggest. Problem they ever had was not committing to Naito as champion. Yeah, this was like they have cooled him up. He's so many times. He's basically frozen at this point. Yeah, honestly, like, like he's, he's a, a non-factor. In this. Yeah, he's a free agent. Like, and not only them. Like, uh, what's their name? The other guys. Noah, Noah, Noah fucked uh, fucked him over too. Yeah, he was supposed to be. He was supposed to be Muda's last match. Yep. And he beats him, and Muda says, "No, I'm not, I don't want him. I want Chono to be my last match." So yeah. he gets Chono in the ring. Like, okay, it's a good moment for Muda and everyone, but, but it's still, you should you, should, what, you what, took uh, away Naito. You, you, you uh, like Naito Yeah, exactly. Naito, you took away Naito's thing. Yeah, it's. And the other thing I was gonna say was. Granted, I haven't really watched a whole lot of the stuff the past few weeks, but I, I watched enough of the first couple weeks of it for clips. So, you know, Bullet Club Gold, which doesn't make sense at all since he, he was kicked out of Bullet Club. And also, it's like exactly having Juice Robinson be with him when Juice's tag team partner is the leader of regular Bullet Club. It doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Mm-hmm. To kick but, this guy out. Yeah. And the thing is, and here's the thing. When Jay White was just doing, when he was doing New Japan, but he was also doing Impact, Bullet Club and Impact felt like a bigger deal than Bullet Club and AEW. Like, even Nothing. right now, like, uh, that's what we think of it. Like, Chris Bay and Ace Austin, <coughs> they, are, they, they are carrying that, the, the U.S. Bullet Club banner Proudly, like you would see, like Marty Skrull, the Young Bucks, Hangman Cody back in 2016. Like, Hang, uh, Bay and Austin are doing great work as Bullet Club. Um, and because they used occasionally Kenta joins them, um, when he does his US tours, and they used to have Jay White with them. But regardless, it's just like Bullet Club, let's just face it, they are Bullet Club. Feels like a bigger deal and impact than Bullet Club Gold does in AEW. That is true. And it's a bad situation. Here's the here's the thing, and uh, you know, and I probably anyone who's listening to this uh, might think that I have a grudge, uh, an extra grind against AEW. I don't. It's just they piss me off so bad. But here's let's let's face it. Nothing feels like a big deal in that company. No, I I I watched because I really liked when they first set it up about a month. Six weeks ago, I I I, I watched. I, I watched two clips in the past couple of weeks. The first clip I watched, I'll I'll get to that in a little bit. The second one ties in with what I was just gonna say about what I watched six weeks ago, and it doesn't feel like a big deal. I watched when the elite reunited with Hangman this past week, um, oh. and it Hangman on the mic. Just didn't like. I think when he spoke, 
Like they wanted people to get goosebumps and everything. And it kind of but sounds like that it didn't because I loved that incarnation of Bullet Club. I loved when that, that whole ROH era with them and Marty and Cody. Uh, okay, so you so you know so you know what was different. Hangman did not talk back then. Yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He, he, and he wasn't. For, and Hang, Hangman, yeah, and apparently, apparently it was for good reason. Yeah, and I don't know, like I get why he has the eye patch on, but the eye patch just—it looked hokey. It was. It was not like a convenient eye patch. It was a, sta- a statement making eye patch. Like I got yeah. this leather brown thing that's all over my, like it's a fashion eye patch. It, he he, and he looked like I he cannot would be a think... Ravager on Guardians too. Yeah, exactly. And it's a cool visual and all. If it wasn't like you know, I could have given that a pass. If like amidst this whole like supposedly emotional moment, Kenny Omega does not pull out the fucking barbed wire broomstick. No. Yeah. <laughs> And I just looked at that and I was like, uh, you know what? Yeah, screw this. This is not. I when I, I read because I just read the results and every once in a while I'll go back and watch something. Usually it involves MJF or FTR, but I'm so uninvested in both of their feuds right now. I am not into the whole Jeff Jarrett Jay Lethal stable because it's I love stupid. Jay Lethal, but. I I, I I think that that stable is boring and I can't get I, again. They feel like again, can't. nothing, nothing, uh, uh, nothing is a big deal in that company. The only big deal they had that they haven't screwed up, and it's not because of them, it's despite of them, was CM Punk. Yeah. I don't think they screwed up MGF. I just think MGF stuck in a few they've, like three people. That they've cooled him. Didn't... They've they they've cooled him down significantly, though. They have. It's it's and here's the thing. I get that they wanted the four polars and everything. This was not this was not the feud that MGF had to be uh, had to be on coming out of the brand. And it's, it's, especially this should have been like a revolution or a full gear feud. Not a, yeah, this should have been down the line. Like yeah. he should have followed up that Iron Man match with something powerful. Yeah, because let, give me this but, is their but, this is basically their SummerSlam. This is their second biggest show, and yeah, if you look at. The card is next Sunday. I don't even know most of the matches, but it's like you see the four pillars match. The four pillars match doesn't feel like a like like if if this was SummerSlam, if this was um like um I'm trying to think of a heel on Raw with like so say, let's just say if Gunther was the world champion on Raw, if you had Gunther and he was feuding with. Like, and th- this is no knock on this guy because I love this guy. But if he was going into SummerSlam with, like, Mustafa Ali, Dolph Ziggler, and um, Chad Gable. Now, granted, those three talents are better than the three challengers in the AEW thing. It still wouldn't feel like a match that deserves to be on SummerSlam. If you get it. Um, yep. And this this Four Pillars match doesn't feel like it should be on uh Double or nothing. It, it it feels like a revolution or a full gear main event. Um, because I think Darby, Sammy, and Jungle Boy have all been exposed in the ring. Because Jungle Boy isn't that good as a singles competitor. Um, Sammy and Darby are too risky, and 
none of the three are that good on the mic. Like it's it's just basically one mega star versus three guys that he I mean had a long time ago. I mean, yeah, and and he's been cut. And instead of like you know MJF being this badass, like you know, not well. Okay, he doesn't need to be a badass, but he needs to be a cutting edge heel. He went into this whole like, I'm gonna pay Sammy Guevara to take a dive. For me. Yeah, yeah. And they went into and they went into the hokey like this is my best friend type of thing. And which was weird. Instead of Sam, instead of Sammy screwing him over, they just reached a like a misunderstanding in the tag match. And now they're yeah. doing this and 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 then I I I didn't watch stop. it. But I read the result. Yeah. That that Sammy came to the aid of Jungle Boy this past week, or he came to the aid of Darby this past week, something like that. I zipped I zipped through the show. I do not remember anything that happened during any of those three matches. So I honestly don't. I I honestly do not remember most somebody. of this show. And they were. Let me see what it was real quick. I remember um, Karen Jarrett got into got involved in the FTR thing for I some reason. That. Like, I'm supposed. It's supposed to be like this whole big thing that Karen Jarrett just randomly comes up and kicks one of them in the nuts. And... Right. Yeah. Oh my God! Now this is a must-see show. Again, uh-huh. there's this. Their show is too many things happening at too many times, and there's no emphasis on anything. No. That's the thing. It's it's they think that if they just do the thing, put it out there, and leave it alone. Yeah. It's gonna gain traction. Exactly. By itself, and that's the other thing. The, not even uh, when it comes to uh, the tag match, go, like um, and things that don't feel let's just for the lack of a better term, say SummerSlam worthy. Um, there's no way that FTR versus Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal feels like it should be on you know double or nothing. Anything like, FTR deserves a bigger, <laughs> a, a, an actual tag team. Exactly, and this uh, like. Oh my God! Bring back the acclaimed into the bring the claim back into the picture. You do yeah. nothing with them. Here's yeah. another guy. Here's another thing that they screwed up that also got hot despite of AEW, not because of and AEW. That's, and to to, and, to purposely knock AEW fans again. Yes, I'm doing this. People still act like WWE fucks people over. AEW has done the same thing. AEW when they're done pushing somebody, they just let them. Fall back into uh, obscurity. Like they're they're no, they're not on the island. Like, like where's like like where like where is Ricky Starks? Oh, he's feuding. Oh, he's feuding with Bullet Club Cole Gold. And that is just sad that Ricky. And Starks... let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. Why isn't Jay White a big deal? Yeah. And why? Uh, where's the outrage on this? They made Jay, like if Jay White had went into NXT. He would be in the exact same position he's in right now, and people would have and people would have cursed out the WWE. Uh-huh. But no, he, he showed up on Dynamite. He, by the skin of his teeth, beat not even an underneath guy, a guy who's not even a regular on your show. Yes, and I'm talking about Commander. I know, like you know, the internet. Trusting community that loves him. I don't know this guy from Adam, and he's not supposed. Yeah, I'm sure. Commander, I thought he was Ray Phoenix. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> and I'm sure. I'm sure he's a terrific wrestler, but he has no business going blow 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 with Jay White, let alone no almost beating him. And AW is like, we need to have that one thing. I'll give credit to Jade Cargill for, but because of how they push her, is at least she doesn't. Also, I don't think she can go that long. 
they don't give Hasbro give twenty minute matches with nobody. But I mean, yeah, they'll they'll have like Jay White face go twenty minutes with somebody on like Dark or something like that. Where he should. And this is the thing. This is the thing. They think that they hit two birds with one stone. Like we reintroduced Jay White, and and this is the problem. This is like here's the thing. Uh, if you're watching, if you're watching a movie that's an adaptation of another movie, for example, let's say, like a remake, like a remake or anything, or or a reboot, like like, uh, like <laughs> something that's based on multiple source materials, like Batman or something. Like, let's say that. Okay. And no, let's uh, let's say it's something else, like uh, because Batman is. Uh, I don't think anyone wants to relive Batman's origin story, so let's put that to the side. But if they, uh, for example, remake, uh, let's see. If in the future they remake The Sixth Sense. Okay. And they don't show you Bruce Willis getting shot in the, in the, in the, in the first scene. Assuming that everyone has seen the first Sixth Sense. And me, as a person who who knows what happened in the original, can follow the story. Sure. Do I do I still think this is a good movie? And if you haven't seen The Sixth Sense, I'm gonna stop right now because I'm gonna spoil it. So I don't think, yeah, because you, it's hard to say with that because while The Sixth Sense is a well-made film, I think the thing that pops off to the next level is that twist at the end. And if they were to remake that, knowing already what's going to happen, like you're, you're anticipating something that like, you already know. Like, here's the thing. Yeah, they reveal that the main, uh, that the protagonist is a ghost. Yeah. But there's no emotional connection of why he became the ghost. He's just, yeah. you know, turns out he was a ghost. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> It's still a bad movie. It's because you're not playing to the... Well, I guess this is what AEW is. They're playing to the crowd that they already have. Yes. I mean... And, and the and also the crowd... Nothing wrong with isn't it. ...isn't even packing uh, big arenas, which... That's, it's, it's one of those things that it's just like... AEW, honestly... They, they, could, they could do small venues, like, like, an, like an ROH or an Impact at this point, because of you know having those half empty arenas that they have, um, and I I near thing AEW thinks is that they are this global ambassador like a WWE when in fact that there's like no you guys are literally just catering to a niche. Um, yeah, and actually, I have another thing about AEW I just remembered. Um, but yeah, it's just like it's a. It's a niche. It's not WWE. It's not global. You're not going to be ha- if 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 they had if they booked like double or a all in or all out whatever the the um for all if all out instead of being in Chicago wherever it's going to be if they were in let's say Los Angeles and they were doing SoFi Stadium it wouldn't have the same coverage as WWE. It wouldn't feel quite as spectacle as WWE. Um, no, it would flop. 
And that's the problem. And here's the problem. And let's not let's not ignore. They sold sixty thousand tickets in the UK so, so far. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, but it's that's your first show there. You're not, it's not going to happen again unless you give the people a reason to come back. Yes. Yeah. But uh, here's the thing: they're they're happy with whatever victories they can get now. They are. Oh yeah. They're not working in the future. If the Warner Brothers Discovery just you know keeps telling them, you know what, we're happy with where you are, just keep doing what you're doing. They and business wise, the same thing. And business wise, you can't blame them. No, not at all. And but let's not kid ourselves and say that this is like a company that cares about the future, yeah. or it's 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 a, or it's a, it's a company and. People talk about like how this is a like a great wrestling product. I'll tell you this: even even AEW fans, do they care about the elite versus the BBC or the BCC? Honestly, no. I I have not seen word one. Like no one is like you know, marking out and like lighting up Twitter of oh my god, did you see Moxie's uh, Moxley's exactly. promo or? <laughs> Anarchy in the arena, hell yeah. A lot of people are tweeting the picture of Hangman standing next to the Elite, which, yeah, kudos yeah. to them, but it's not a hot angle. And that's the thing. It's like they're trying to act like it is when also it took forever for them to get to this point. Like they stretched it out. They started too soon. They didn't do enough in the middle. It's like they 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 really are like all right we're uh when it was last Wednesday two weeks out basically from double or nothing and it's like now we're finally going to have the elite come back through if this is WWE logic that means that Hangman Page is basically Steve Austin and is going to screw over uh WWF at Invasion so like the way I mean, yeah is like Hangman is going to screw over the elite um I mean. If they would do that, I would be very impressed, honestly. I I, uh, that they had, yeah, but they, uh, but I don't think they will. Neither do I. It's like they, they're they're gonna act like this is this big war between these big groups of friends or whatever, and it's just like. And here's the thing, you might actually get to Hangman screwing over the elite, but it's gonna be like on on some random dynamite. Yeah, yeah. Coming up in the future after that, it's not gonna be at the paper. Funny thing is about screwing people over, so. It kind of ties in. That's so why I found that that match where I said they, uh, uh, Sammy and Darby did the save. So it was Jungle Boy versus Roosh, and after the match, LFI attacks Jungle Boy, but Darby. Yeah, I remember. Sammy. Yeah, now I remember that. And yeah. part part of me is like, wait a second. So is is Sammy still part of the Jericho Appreciation Society? What the hell is going on with this? No, he's the uh, well. I uh, know for all intents and purposes, he's like disconnected from them for the purposes of this story. Then we yeah. can just plug him back in and, because and it's still it, because it's Tony Khan's booking. And it's actually two more things with that. Then because the second thing I'll get to uh, first now is when people disconnect with it. It's like the Gun Club was not was not part of the firm for like three months, and now all of a sudden they're back being with the firm, being Ethan Page's lackeys. It's just like. What it's like that 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 doesn't make sense. Um, and the other thing I was gonna get at was, you know, when we were talking about how uh, someone will get turned on on a random dynamite or whatever. Um, Preston Vance, like he turned on 
um, Dark Order like four months ago, and no thread was pulled on that. It's like you you think you think ah, that like there should have been a thread. He did, like, didn't he? They're like, yeah, yeah, we want to get revenge. Yeah, and let's him. and let's talk about like you know again big uh, big deals that are not big deals anymore. Rush. Yeah. He just feel he he feels like uh, the best way I can describe it is back when oh, uh, Raw and Heat were the two top shows in WWE, but like 1999, they they still have like you know say Steve Austin on Heat every once in a while, but Heat was mainly let's face it like say like Gangrels, Edges, Visceras, yeah, the and the mid card guys. You would bring. You'd have like Viscera on Raw, but you still he, he still treated like a like a like a big deal because Heat at the time wasn't a like a C show. It was basically their secondary show at the time. But now when you see Roosh on Dynamite, he just feels like a mid card guy that's usually on Rampage that's being on Dynamite. He doesn't even feel like a mid card guy. He feels like a curtain shirker. He does. Yes. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. And this is the problem. You put you have too many people. You you don't know who? Why is Rush not a big deal? Why is uh, why is JY not a big deal? Mm-hmm. Why is holy shit? Why isn't Brian Danielson a big deal? Why why did Miro de- redebut in a backstage segment? Yeah, and and uh, and while that all that is going on, why is Orange Cassidy on my TV every week doing the same shtick for this for the past three years? Then Getting you, and 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 winning. Did you see that he's going to be defending the title in a battle royal? Did I? Did I? I saw the promo setting it up, and oof, I haven't seen that. I I get it. I get it. The guy does not care. The guy's lazy. Yes, you've established that. You've established that, and established that, and established that, and hammered that point home. Why? Why? Am I, why is this guy? On the on, on my TV set, and not, and not Pentagon. Yeah, yeah. It's why why am I watching why am I watching Orange Cassidy? For some reason, become this invincible Undertaker type guy who who, who kicks out of everyone's finisher uh-huh. with his car and beats them with uh, with the uh, with the uh, with the uh, with the. Uh, with the Orange punch. I mean, the most finesse looking punch. Like, I'm not gonna say it looks bad. It doesn't. It doesn't look bad. But there it are looks still weak. people that say that they would rather see a punch like that delivered from someone athletic and charismatic, like Orange Cassidy, as opposed to a dull and boring Roman Reigns. People, would, I've I've seen that. Yeah, fuck off. How is he? How is he charismatic? How is he athletic? I mean, okay, let's say he's athletic, because. Let's face it. It, uh, it takes it takes a good yeah. It takes a good athlete to do what he does. I'm not gonna take that away. Charismatic though. No. He's he's. I'll 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 say this as a as a Danhausen fan because I watch his toy videos. AEW likes. Where is Danhausen? Oh, he's injured right now. Okay. Again, okay, this is his second fine. injury since signing with the company. Um, yeah, almost uh, like his curse guy went back. Almost like his curse turned around on himself. Yeah, but it's like you don't just because 
a comedy act works doesn't mean it needs to be a title. Your focal point. And two things about that, actually. After the Chris Jericho feud, Orange Cassidy should have leveled up. Much like Ricky Starks. Um, no one levels up after a Chris Jericho feud, dude. And also, second thing about that is the international Shazam BCEU uh, championship. I... That is, like, let's face it, honestly, it's like, it, it, it basically is, you know, their European title, but at the same time, their Intercontinental title is basically a 24-7 title at this point. Like, fucking, the TNT title feels like a fucking joke. Wait, who's champion right now? Uh, right now, it is Wardlow. He's about to face Christian. Oh, God, yeah, I forgot. Yeah. It's like... Why isn't... Why isn't... And again, why isn't Christian a big deal? Like, Christian, uh, at the point where they were at the height of, like, everything that bad was going on... Yeah. Christian was their... Christian was the best thing on that show that, that during that, you know, that small period where MJF was gone, yeah, yeah. his punk was injured. Christian. No, this is the thing. There is no follow-up on anything. No. Like, Tony Khan books until, uh, books one few, like, he books a viewed at the time at the time and yeah, then he books yeah. man and then he just puts matches together yeah no rhyme or reason like Ra- i remember ran- when he random, tweeted random like, like i remember when he tweeted they said i broke skill. i broke the formula i broke the formula and i cracked the formula and i booked a cesaro versus phoenix sorry claudio versus phoenix yeah what formula are you talking about this is a random ass match. Yeah, yeah. That you put some Claudio, kind of weird stipulation on. Fucking. Let's. Claudio here you go. Why is it this guy? He is the. This guy's. He's the ring of honor. He's the ring of honor world champion. Why is the? Why is he not a big deal? Like. They. I don't like. I. 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 I, I be. And this is, like. Like anyone listening out there, this did not. We did not plan on this becoming a shitting on EAW show, but this me, but me and there is a lot of pent up frustration. There's a lot of pent up frustration that we're letting out right now. So Walter and I discussed this a couple weeks ago. He won up me. He actually. Well, I feel. Well, I feel sorry for you. Well, well, I'm sorry you had to go through that. (laughs) It 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 was it 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 was Walt. a lot of times, when when Walter and one on one is a little bit is a little more uh, is a little tighter um, than uh, than being yeah. the, the unhinged uh, provocateurism chat. But yeah, um, he he watched a couple ROH clips. I haven't, and I loved ROH. And I haven't. I I can't get in. I I just. I watched the for. I watched the first two shows, but it's basically it's basically a W Dark and Elevation. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. It's like, it's like I get they're trying. They're like, oh, we we're gonna try to make this its own thing, and now that show that show yeah that show is definitely not worth ten dollars a month. No, sorry. Collision. They're like, we we might make this. We might have a separate roster for Collision. Why the fuck did they not just make, uh, you know, collision? Why don't they just put Ring of Honor on the collision? Yeah, 
Um, and here's the thing. A lot of people are saying, like, a lot of people are talking about, like, you know, how the collision logo looks like the TNT, like the Nitro logo. Yeah. And shame on you for saying that these guys are copying uh, are copying WCW. I mean, they did take a renegade, a renegade group uh, that was relevant a couple of years ago and then branded it with some sort of a, and added a, meta, a precious metal alloy to the name. Yeah. <laughs> It's... Instead of NWO, instead of NWO silver, we got Bullet Club gold. Yeah, but yeah. it's this was silver. That is gold. You can't. Uh-huh. You people don't understand. Does no one understand the differences here? Uh-huh. It's a completely different metal. It's more. It's a more precious metal. And it's gold for gold's sake. It, they make titles out of that. Two, only a two. A, it's a, and it's a, and it's a two man group, and it's no two man power trip by that means because J J White, the way they presented him is. You know, he would be someone who um, Triple H and Steve Austin would not even be in the ring with at that point. So it's like you can't oh, think God. of uh, like Bullet Club Gold as these two. Guys Jay White, Jay White is Jeff Jarrett coming back to the WWF in the nine, uh, nine, 1997. There, I said it. Honestly, honestly, you have that. That is very accurate. Very accurate. Yeah. Um, like. The way they show Claudio is like he—he's basically like the 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 like the third. Oh, the WWE never let him. The WWE the WWE never let him talk. They never let him wrestle. Wow, fucking great that he's in AEW now, isn't it? Uh huh. Now he's basically uh, Wheeler Yuta's. He's basically Wheeler Yuta's Damian Priest, and Wheeler Yuta's basically his dominant superior. Yeah, with the exception of no. Charisma. Okay, I'm not gonna at all. Like Wheeler Yuta is like that that annoying kid that wants to fight anyone just for the sake of it. That thinks that they're a rebel. That they. Oh my god, he he, he is because I I remember kids like that in like middle school. Yeah, uh, you know the kids that will go up to the jocks to just to antagonize them, thinking they can take them on and then just yeah. slap down. That's there, there was a lot. There was a lot of uh, roomscape kids back in like middle school and high school that uh, they would do that because they they would take martial arts and they thought that they could like fuck with like jocks and shit like that. Uh, but it's just like that's what kind of what Re- Wheeler you reminds me of is that way, especially like you know his whole like uh, sword entrance. It's kind of roomscape-ish, so. Wheeler uh, Yuta might be that kid or something, but and here's the thing: it's I have no uh, no problem with pushing Wheeler Yuta, but just you know, push him. Don't just put him with the guys and say, "Okay, this guy's on the same level as these guys now." And also, if I could see AEW doing this, if a if like uh, after they say, say Bullet Club or uh, Bullet Club, the Elite wins, um, uh, I could see a thing where you know, uh Blackpool Combat Club's cutting like a promo and like and... Austin Blaine and all of a sudden Wheeler Yuta's like like I've had enough of you Moxley or something and they're trying they're trying to make it seem it's like, not gonna be that it's gonna be I've had enough of you Moxley <laughs> yeah, yeah you know he still has that he still has that voice that cracks like he's still he does, like yeah. he's hitting like he's hitting puberty like now actively hitting puberty while he's talking it's uh, 
And I'm sorry. And here's here's the thing. I loved Wheeler Yudo when he was uh, Jimmy Yuda back in MLW and when he was in the Ring of Honor Pure Tournament. I, do, yeah. I thought he was great. I thought there was a great upside to that kid. Same. But they put him in one ma- He had one good match with Moxley where he like you know bled all over the place. And I was there for that match. And I th- remember I told you guys you're gonna love this match when you see it on Rampage. And you know. And they thought. And they thought. You know what? Our job is done. He's a star now. You know what? Present here's, him as a star. Here's the thing. You you just kind of made me realize this about you and I. Wheeler Yuta. When he was in those second tier promotions. For, and that's not a knock on those type of promotions or anything. Because I a love fact. those promotions I mean, like, time, Let's face it. MLW and ROH at the time were not competitors with WWE. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean. Uh, well, much love to them. Second tier is even a little bit generous, but let's. But for lack of better term, um, yeah, they just... they they weren't indies. They they weren't, but they weren't a threat to Vince. Um, yep. Wheeler Yuta, you and I were like, oh, this guy has a great upside. We mm-hmm. also said the same thing about Yeah, exactly. When we saw him in that when he was uh, basically in indies, uh, yeah. we just uh, we only saw him at the Super Show in. Uh, at WrestleCon Super and Show, House of Hardcore. He was, he, was at, he was at three different shows we were at. Super Show, uh, House of Hardcore, Hardcore and... I probably did not see the third one with you guys. Uh, uh, Revolver, well, he I think he was at. Yeah, I was not uh, at Revolver, so that... Yeah. Which was funny enough, I found out that the year before that, that uh, Brandon and I saw him wrestle at Revolver against Colt Cabana a year before that. Uh, yeah, I remember you guys said, said that. But here's the thing. But uh, but you remember this is this was the guy that we came out of the Super Show state. Yeah, this guy's gonna be something. This guy, yeah, this guy. Now now, cards on the table. I never imagined he's gonna be as big as he got. Same same here. But uh, but here's the thing. It's like we 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 are like, oh, wait, these guys have an upside, and this is the difference between WWE and AEW. AEW acts like everybody is a big deal. Is there? Yeah, everybody is there already. And Wheeler, Yuta, and MGF both being, let's face it, being on TV. MGF <laughs> is a big deal. Wheeler, Yuta, they act like he is. Wheeler, Yuta kind of got exposed. And here's the WWE portion of this on the flip side. There will be people who you and I don't see an upside of, but then they impress us. Like, you know, like, uh, like, uh, Brooks and Jensen, uh, yeah, Jensen, uh whatever, whatever their name, their name is. Brooks and Jensen, uh, um, um, Bad Bunny. Okay. Okay. Bad, Bad Bunny's Bunny is a special. Um, uh, I'm not sure. Bad Bunny might be a special. On this, I can't remember, but Elias, for example, like Elias and NXT, I was like, I was like, eh, whatever. Uh, and I was like, I mean, I I dug him, but I didn't think he was gonna go anywhere. Yeah, uh, I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah, okay. Uh, who else? There's uh, a lot of people that we uh, that we just you know didn't give the time of day. Uh, yeah. Noam Dar. No, I, I I we both like Noam Dar because I mean, CWC. yeah, but yeah, but we, yeah, but we dismissed him on CWC like you know this a nine guy. We never thought he was gonna be big. And, 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 and I mean, and I did. Now he kind of stole the show just from one line of dialogue on NXT this past. I'm week. sorry, was that with I? Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's like WWE granted people, and I hate to, I I hate to to bring up 
guys like Slick and Troy into this, but when they always say that it's a sink or swim situation, it's always not because WWE does, in fact, fuck people over. But the difference is WWE doesn't hold their hand bringing them in, being like, you are the big star that you are, even though you just compete on level up or something like that. You just could be a superstar. We're going to act. Like yeah. That. Well, they don't, they don't, they don't bring someone in and just say, you know what? This is, this is the big star people. No, they give the, they give people a chance to understand that this yes. guy's a big star. They, they take you on a journey. They, and, um, and this might be a uh, take that no one likes. To me, wrestling is not about athleticism. Wrestling is about storytelling. Mm-hmm. I don't, I mean, I don't care if you have the best technical match in the whole world, in the whole time. If there's no emotional connection between me and a match, I don't like it. This is why, this is why Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels is the biggest, is the best match of all time. Yes, there was an emotional connection. Think about it this way, if. You can't always think that way, though, because... You can't always think that way, but here's the thing. You can't present me with a big match on a pay-per-view and expect me to care about it okay, if I don't care about it. That's okay. that's what I'm saying. Like, okay. no, if, you're, if, you. we're talking about, if we're talking about people coming up, if we're talking about, like, a Mustafa Ali tearing down the house with Ricochet, because that's the start of their journey. That's not... Okay. Because what, what that's I not was the end. Of was, it. I was I was going to say like you know even going to you know, a lot lately. I was going to say you can't be emotionally invested into every match on there. It's a lot of times the you know you're watching the wrestling to watch the wrestling. But I get what you mean. You're watching like a pay per view. I get what you, I totally get yeah. But now. but but that's the thing. The match has to tell me a story. The match has to the match can't just be like you know people. It can't be like commander hitting like uh, you know. Every Hurricane Rana or like destroy. I don't know what his move said. As honestly, I I watched the, his matches and I just blanked them because I don't because I'm not emotionally connected because it was all about it. But it can't be just uh, oh, Vikingo just jumping over ropes and doing all these things and you, you just know, expect me to care about this there's guy. Another thing about that, uh, Commander. I know he faced uh, El Vikingo whatever at uh, ROH in LA. That El Vikingo, it's like. For like two weeks on AEW, he was in like the main event or something, and now he out, he hasn't been on Dynamite. And, and they kept week. saying this is a dream match. This is a, who who dreamt of who dreamt this match? Yeah, I I I'm I'm I brought I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry, but and I'm gonna say this if if if, if I'm wrong then I if I'm wrong then I apologize getting my punk. But here's the thing: the average AEW fan today is not watching AAA. No. They act like they do. Uh, yeah, don't, uh, don't, don't, uh, don't, uh, don't, don't take me around and tell me that uh, you've been watching Guilty Kingo over the past couple, and, and you don't, and you haven't been watching him before AEW because he was not a big name before AEW no, exactly, uh, yes. came on the scene. He he, he came to be in the past couple topic, of years. Triple A yeah. CMLL. I watched those back in 2014, 2019. Also, same. Um, yeah, but it's like because it, it was a hot thing back then. But it's like with AEW fans, they're gonna act like every like they know every single person. And Excalibur is gonna make it seem like you need to know who the person is. I mean, uh, you and I, you are, I mean, you and I uh, know a certain person. We've been just talking about it today. That acts like, yeah, each one of these guys is a big deal. Mm-hmm. And you even get the the other day, I was tagged in a Facebook post on MBS about 
Samoa Joe versus Zack Sabre Jr. And yeah. I commented on it and I said, Tony Khan likes to act like every match is a dream match. This is one that he could actually be like, hey, this is a dream match and I would buy into it. Yeah, but it's, it's buried on Ring of Honor. I'm sorry, exactly, but that's exactly. the truth of it. And that's it's, the thing. It's just like, if you're if, if they would have had that moment happen on Dynamite, and it kind of goes back to what you and I talked about with like NXT being the best kept secret. Yeah. That whole ROH thing, they easily could have, instead of making it feel like a non-factor, if they would have had like Zack Sabre Jr. defending the, the TV title, on Dynamite, and then Samoa Joe came out, that would have been like a viral clip that people who didn't watch Dynamite would have sent people on YouTube being like, whoa, Samoa Joe versus Zack Sabre Jr. Um, and especially if they dude, booked yeah, for, dude, they uh, didn't, they didn't even have to do that. They could they could have just aired, check out what happened on Ring of Honor this weekend. They just yeah. showed Zack Sabre in the ring and Samoa Joe coming out to confront him. It's like, you could have just done that on, uh, could have just done that on your show. Match than in, Vikingo in, versus in, uh, instead of Ikaru Shida coming up, coming back, and is she going to join the Outcast? Why would she join the Outcast yeah. and then killing killing those ladies' heat by having them spray paint, by having all three of the? Did you know they spray painted all three of the Outcasts a couple of weeks ago? No, I did not. Ahead of like the spray paint was their thing, and they just got spray painted. Like they got laid out the three of them in the ring, like punch loser. Why am I supposed to? Think these big girls are a threat now. Mm-hmm. It's like I it's like I and said it, a few weeks ago. It's like damage control over the outcast. Uh, dark. Yeah, and damage uh, and damage control has been has not been the hottest, but uh, that that no. goes to show you what schism over the dark order. Uh, Judgment Day over the House of Black. You know all that stuff. Oh, definitely, definitely, well, definitely. It's. You cannot again. You cannot just throw me out a bunch of random moments and just expect me just to put the pieces together in my head and care. Imperium, holy fuck! Imperium is what Blackpool Combat Club wishes they were. I don't think they wish they were the they were Imperium. I mean, you got Moxley in there, so I think Moxley is exactly Moxley. I I think the Blackpool Combat Club is exactly what Moxley wishes it was. Blackpool Combat Club initially was like, "We are wrestlers. We wrestle." It's like you have Brian Danielson who wrestles, John Moxley who uh, throws people yeah. around. By the way, by the way, by the way, is Danielson injured? I don't know. He's, I, I was going to ask. He's that he, he he's he's he, he's conveniently out of every fight that uh, that goes around around. I noticed that. Like which which by the way, I like that he's like you know the sinister like ringleader coming back up. Yeah, it's just I I wish he was in a better position story story than this yes. i wish that what he was doing now was in the better spotlight than this but it's again there, it's there a random a thing on this stuff. past week's episode he, he was walking down doing the best i can describe it is the yes arms up in the air and he had like the sadistic smile on his face that i was like like bravo danielson it's like this is the best thing dynamite's had in the but here's the thing, and here's the thing, people who are not a big deal. Remember a couple of years ago when we said, when I said, and you agreed that this is the that this guy is the biggest asset they ever got, even bigger than CM Punk. Yes, yes. And 
boy, did they did they set out to prove me wrong? Out oh, of yeah. spite, I don't know. They listened to me, but and maybe the uh, part of this is on Brian himself because he doesn't. He's not a booker. He does not look at the things with the book, he and he just wants to do the. Is he? He's he's he he's on the uh, he's on the booking committee for Collision. Collision has a booking committee. Yep, it's gonna be him, Christopher Daniels. Uh, uh, let me see. There's like five names. Yeah, there's like way too many names. Um. Let me see. Well, he. I mean, I mean, I could tell that Daniel Bryan is gonna Bryan Dance is gonna get out and stay out of the way of those. Let's see. But here's the thing. Until it actually happens, I don't believe Tony Khan is gonna let anyone write his show for him. Yeah, same. Um, collision, booking, creative team. Let's see. AEW. Collision booking team. Oh, booking double F. Key. Let's see. Um, it looks like it's going to be Pat Buck, Will Washington, Sanjay Dutt, and QT Marcel. Um. Yeah. Okay. There's too many people. It's, yeah. And uh, I have says, no problem. I mean, I I, can, I cannot throw a flag on any of the names themselves so within themselves, but there's just too much. Money. Oh wait, no. Well, well, I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, th- those are going to be the producers. The creative is going to be Danielson, and this is still too many people. Danielson, Jerry Lynn, Dean Malenko, and Christopher Daniels. I mean. They're 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 four respectable guys. I will say that they're four respectable guys. They're four people that lean towards, I think, the same kind of thinking when it comes to wrestling. They're and oh god, this is going to sound very bad. They're four guys that are not known for their storytelling. Yeah, yeah. This is my this is my like like Danielson got Van Dam. Yeah. Um. Chris Daniels' story was being Rocky Balboa to win the ROH title. I mean, yeah, and it was a hell of a it was a hell of a story. I oh, mean, like I I could think I, I could I could see Danielson having ideas. Same. I'm not sure. No, oh, uh, you know what? Let's wait and see. It, it feels very uh, it feels very unfair to you know judge this before it happens. So yeah, I'm not I'm not gonna judge it until I see anything. But yeah. I'll probably watch the the first pilot of the collision. Yeah, I'll probably watch the pilot. I like to do that. <laughs> um, um, be- before uh, have uh, you know about like twenty thirty minutes going on here. Say I I, I, I want to talk about one show real quick. Are you all caught up on Ted Lasso right now? Oh yes, yes, okay. my friend. So. So let's, I, let's do this thing you wanted to do. Yeah. So for Ted Lasso, here's this is the next topic I'm going to bring up. It's possible this is the final season, by the way. It's. I think it is. It should. And I it's mean, kind of shaping up that way. 
It's, I mean, it's the premise that was in the season finale of the first season. Yes. It's... And if, if, if you do watch Ted Lasso and you haven't caught, all caught up right now, happy podcasting, ladies and gentlemen. But if you have yeah, watched buy, it, buy, buy, uh, buy it, if, if, if you have watched it, then then keep on listening. Um, and uh, or if you if you don't care, keep on listening. Maybe yeah. maybe you'll like it. Uh, they're setting things up perfectly because, like, one, Ted's wife is kind of realizing that um, doc, uh, he's the uh, is he, not really the yeah, best little she, kid. It's like she, yeah, I mean, right I mean, there there's a tease of her falling in love with Ted again. Yes. Um, so there's that. Keely there and is, Roy being back together. Yep. Um which uh, by the way, I'm I'm just I'm just, I'm just I'm which by the way, I'm just gonna like I'm gonna say this thing, I'm gonna tread very lightly here. They do this with female and tag, uh, female protagonists and on shows all the time now, female lead characters. Where Oh yeah, let's do something. You know, uh, we need to do something new with. You know what? She's gay now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I didn't really care it, for that angle. Yeah, I mean, like, and this whole. I'm just gonna. You know what? I'm just gonna leave it at that because there is. I, uh, I uh, there, it's difficult the not to risk Jack to be kind of. I don't want to say a bad character, but it, it just it just felt like a it's odd just, it's the TV. It's the TV rivalry before you get to the pay per view. Yes, um, but it's kind of worth it at the end because we got that stuff in this past week. Um, yes, Nate is going back to Richmond, seemingly or patching things up. I think. Yeah, I think. I, th- I think. I think we can see that happening next episode. Like, yes. not um, because uh, wait, uh, there's two episodes left. Right? Two episodes left. Yeah, so um, it's, I think Nate comes back next episode. The uh, and. That's the weird thing. It's the way football leagues go. They're they're not gonna fight. They're not gonna face West Ham again. Yeah. But then again, they kind of like you know they said I don't want to be I don't want to be Trubert anymore, so they could just move on from that and just. What if, uh, is it possible they could have a friendly? They could, but it's not the climax we want. The climax we want is them winning the whole thing. But it's, it would still and, be, it would still be you know the uh, the uh, the two teams with that are at odds going at it for right, story purpose. I'd rather if if they're gonna do that, I'd rather it be Manchester City because okay. uh, they've been the because they've been the Raven to their Tommy Dreamer the whole thing the whole yeah. time. Roy and Jamie becoming friends. I I, I was like be, you know but I was like before the show ends, these two are gonna be friends and sure enough and um, it's you know you know something about this show it's uh, that they do so very well is and here's the thing uh Vince Russo should love this show swerves you so damn good oh yeah they make you think they're gonna go down a path that you don't want to see you know explored creatively because you think yeah this sucks this is just cliche and everything and then they just go the other way yes yeah which you felt that when you know Roy broke up with Keely, you're gonna have Jamie and Keely back again. Yes, yeah. No, it went the other way. Jamie, Jamie zeroed in on Roy instead. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, it, instead of instead of a romance, we got the bromance. Yeah. So yeah. It, it, it was great. 
Um, you know, <coughs> uh, Colin is he, he he Colin is let's face it being pushed way better than uh, Wheeler Yuta. He's their Wheeler Yuta. Yeah. He's being pushed way better, and the team accepts him for who he is. Um, yeah, that was uh, that was pretty good. Uh, Isaac finally. Isaac is being pushed better than Wardlow and uh, Powerhouse Hobbs. Oh my god, completely. Yeah, uh, it's and and they did it so subtly. It's where you know, and this is how he's been. You make a strong character, and now he's finally. Yeah, yeah, and this is how you make a strong character work. It's yeah. uh, he just he does not have to talk all the time about their thing. Exactly. You just have them go, you just have them go ape shit, just do one, one emotional scene. Uh-huh. And that guy said, yeah. And, uh. and the, you know what? One of the best things I had was, you know, Sam flipping off, uh, flipping, uh, flipping off Jamie last week. It's uh, in uh-huh. the playful way. Yeah. yeah, you know, Jamie was like, "Give me the captain's band," like you know, and you could tell Jamie does not care as much, but he would have still wanted it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and speaking, but of then Sam, Sam, it's like you know they they really have done a great job of showing that Jamie and Sam have have become friends on the show. Yes. Um. Exactly, um, and, and while they're still friends on the show, they still like everyone is a, like Sam is still in this clique with Isaac and. And Bumbercatch, which, by yeah. the way, that fucking Easter egg of naming the guy Bumbercatch instead of Cumberbatch, it's uh-huh. hilarious yeah. to me. I don't know why. <laughs> uh. Which, and let's talk about this. Bumbercatch is an extra. Yeah. With a personality. Dude, I, I was going to say that to you a couple weeks ago, that they do a great job of taking background characters and making them characters. Making them like, relevant. Like, you got this guy. You got Van Damme. The, 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 uh, the the, the the three hooligans, you know, that you get them who are like, yeah. it's like, it could have just been like a one line piece of dialogue in the first episode. And now I mean, yeah. they are supporting characters who pop up to cheer the team on. Um, I mean, yeah. they uh, uh, And here's the thing. Uh, let's uh, get this back to AW. Here's the thing. These are the Orange Cassidy of thing. They are yes. not taking the whole show over. Yes. Yes. The joke. Is appropriately placed. It's it's less exposed. Less means more with these guys. Yes. Now, they gave them that one big, they gave them that one big show where they, where it was with on the beard, beard episode. Yeah, which still top three episodes maybe. That's probably my uh, second. That's my second favorite episode. My favorite episode is the Amsterdam episode from this year. Yeah, this one's this. It might be my third. I mean, like Amsterdam is pretty good for me, but I still like the one where they. Uh, from the first uh, from the first season where they uh went to uh, they went to London I think it was like you know with it. okay this is where this is where Nate you know did the where Ted pushed Nate to you know talk to the team about yes. it yeah and which by the way correlates with this one because the first time uh, because the first time a pillow fight was mentioned was in that episode which one I kind of found the that episode that episode where they went to the other city where like you know coach said Ted Lasso said, okay, do you guys want to do a movie night or a pillow fight? Oh, yeah, yeah. And they all said movie night, and he said, you know, you guys, we get in one pillow fight, and you're never go- we're never going to watch a movie together again. And wow. That's why I grouped those two episodes together. It, it kind wow. of connects. It's, it's, it's long-term booking. 
It's long-term booking. Yes. Um, this show is a better wrestling show than most of what we see on TV, including AWN show than most wrestling shows. Pretty much. Cobra Kai is, might be a better wrestling show than all of the wrestling shows that are running right now. I, 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 even honestly, though, even though we're loving SmackDown. Like a lot of sport movies and TV shows are better versions of wrestling. Like that, that final fight scene in Goon is basically a better blow off to a to a wrestling yeah than a lot of wrestling. Oh my god! Yes. <laughs> um, but like Trent, you know, like Trent come full circle and. Like he's no, it doesn't really seem at this point that he even is a reporter writing an article about the team. No, he's part of the. He's part of the. He's a part of the team. He, uh, they gave him the Higgins treatment from season one. That's what what I can say. They established a guy who was on the outside to be one of the better, you know, the bigger. And basically, on their creative team, basically now. Yeah, exactly. He's a diamond dog. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh my God, this show is so good. I'm, I'm gonna miss the show when it's gone. But he got the. I mean, like, if you even notice this, a couple of epi- like, there's two or three episodes where you get less Ted than you've ever had before. Yeah, the past couple weeks, honestly. Yeah, it's like, and it's again, it's the Roman Reigns effect. The star brings everyone around them. Yes. Has them? It is. It's it is very bloodlineish because, let's face it, right now. The Usos can come out just as is they're treated like mega stars. If you just had an yeah. episode, if you just had an episode of Ted Lasso based around like, um, like Colin or based around Isaac, with nobody else, you'd be glued in and you would be like, "Wow, this was a great episode." I mean, yeah, which were basically what that was the week ago. Yeah, I mean, it was like you know, Ted Lasso, like, Ted, Ted, basically just Ted Lasso was a non-factor last week. Yeah. Like it was, it was Isaac. It was Colin, Isaac, Roy. Those were the three guys who were in the. Yeah. And Keely, and Keely, because I don't know, was the video thing last week or the week before? That uh, was two weeks video. ago. Two weeks ago. Yeah. I believe. Yeah. So it's basically these three guys. That's uh, all that's uh, happened. Yeah. And you got Sam. You get. You have Sam Obusanya centric storylines that are happening. It would have. Uh, it would have been three weeks ago because three weeks ago is when the video happened and they started deleting things. Uh. Two weeks ago is when Isaac and Colin patched things up, and then there was this past week's episode. Yep. Pretty good. It's yeah. That show is so. So we're thinking like Nate. Nate comes back next week at the. It's and. Is this one of the best things ever? Was Nate just breaking away? This was the Sami Zayn hitting Roman in the back with the steel chair completely. When he walked it was away, so rough too. Like it, it, it was. You, you thought maybe there'd be like two more weeks of tension with him and Rupert. No, that right off the bat, this episode, just, they're just like, oh, he just cut Nate is gone. It's like what? And then, and then they make it. They make it, uh, and then uh, just to satisfy you that it, it was his decision. And this is the. This is some of the. It's a classic wrestling uh, problem where I'm supposed to cheer for the guy. Uh, the guy becomes babyface because the heel screwed him out of the group. Yeah. Which. Except which he yeah Sammy okay you're he turned on the heel. Yeah yeah except for yeah I was gonna say Sami Zayn did not fall in this thing because and this was uh this is why we wanted because we wanted Sami Zayn to be a good guy by his choice not yes. by 
I mean, like Booker T got kicked out of the NWO and then he became a baby face. Yeah. Yeah. And here's the thing, because when you think about it, yeah, you're the good guy now, but if you'd had your way, you'd still be a douchebag. Yes, yeah. Where it was, it was Sammy's so, choice. It was Nate's choice. Yeah, it was Nate's choice. Even though that he had an out that he could just, he doesn't want to hang out with Robert Serpent said, you know what? Fuck this guy. You're out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it would have been counterproductive to what Rupert says because Rupert cares about winning more than he yeah. cares about anything else. And also, very realistic. You know, they showed Nate having his life, or he was just like, "What? What do I do with my life right now?" It's like you know, he 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 he, he went got out of bed, and not because he was regretting what he did, it's because he didn't know what his future held for him. Um, and that future, like that when when uh, William walked inside the locker room and saw everything folded up, like I instantly knew I was like, "Wow, it was Nate that did this." Yeah. And and let's talk about Jade. About who? Jade. Talk Jade. about bringing background characters to the forefront and just making them three-dimensional. This show does that so easily. Like Jade was the hostess at the this random restaurant yeah. that he likes, and yeah. now she's a character, and yeah. she's a good character too. Yeah. I mean, like very without without doing much too. Like she's just bubbly and supportive. Exactly, and like the way she, the way she, and here's the thing: I love this. I love this actress because she did a lot of acting with just her eyes. Oh yeah, completely. And like, you know, it's like they had her, you know, basically just on, you know, every couple episodes they would just show her just for like a minute, maybe. Um, yeah, and you know. But you know, it's during Nate's date, perfect. the way she, the, during Nate's date, the way she would just look at what's happening at the table and get amused, mm-hmm. but still hold her composure, and then you know that. It it it's and, perfect character development. It is, and yeah, and it's here's the thing about the show: when character I, development. It's perfect. It's perfect friendship building and everything, because uh, it feels like an actual relationship because you're yes. watching this unfold. Um, like these two people are getting to know each other and everything. Like th- this show is almost beyond characters at this point. And that's the thing. And you, you here, told me yeah, this, uh, when you first watched the show, because you watched the show like uh, right before I started watching it, and you said that this show is like the most heartwarming, like wholesome show, and it just feels like a big giant hug or whatever. It does because this show feels realistic at the same exact time. Yeah. And here's the thing, that show does not that show does not get put you in distress and still it holds it holds up. It does. You're watching this and you're not like you're not tense to, you know, you, you I'm not saying it doesn't piss you off. There are things that get uh, that piss you off, but they get resolved in the same episode, so you're like but there's still development going on. Yes, yeah. And you um, wanna see these things uh, and I I wanna talk about the swerve just a second. Here's one of the things I thought they were going to swerve, uh, swerve you with. I thought Rupert was going to try to, you know, get with Jade. Uh, yeah, I did too. And I, I was not, and I was not, and I was not feeling it. And I was like, man, really, we're going to have the whole like, you know, the boss is trying to get the the girl, and she's going to, and they went the other way with it. I did too. And I was I like, thought that too. Oh, yeah. and they were, and they, and it's one of the best teases ever. Was that 
was Nate and uh, Nate and Ted Lasso getting in the elevator on the elevator together. Yes, yes. And they the other thing I was thinking also uh, I I was like please please don't do not do not get Rebecca and Rupert back together. I was so yeah. glad that didn't happen. Like I was that, because... that that whole episode was great. But I kept thinking to myself, I was like, please don't do this. Please don't do this. Please don't do this. And they didn't. I was glad. Yeah, because, yeah, I was like thinking about it because that would be like, you know, stepping backwards ever. Instead, they made Rupert go up. Yeah, yeah. Which is kind of, and here's the thing. There's no like villain villain in this in the, on this show. He was the closest thing. And now he's kind of been humanized. Yeah. So it's uh, mm-hmm. who do you Go ahead. think? Who like, do you, do you think? If Ted gets back with his wife, he's going back to the states. I mean, part of me does not want him to go back to the states. I want to, you know, you. I want to feel like you know everyone went back to Richmond and they're ha- eh? they're all living in Richmond happily. But I think. Yeah, the whole thing is that he's struggling with an anxiety because he's far away from his kids. It's yeah. either, it's one of two things is going to happen: either he goes to the states, or the family comes to him. That could be. Because I was going to say, what if he goes to the states? Who becomes like the three coaches? Because does Beard stay or Beard leave? Exactly, I, I would say Beard will leave. No, but then again, Beard has a has a relationship that he's yeah. in. It's it, it's off and on, but it, it seems to be that kind of seems to be their thing that they're trying to happen. But would be yeah, and here's the and it's it's a weird dynamic that you're gonna have to explore. Whose head coach will it be Beard or will it be? I don't think Roy wants it anyway. So that's or will it be Nate? Or will it be Nate? That's the whole thing. Is it Beard or Nate? I mean, Nate uh, is the genius. And the, the, does does Trent officially join Richmond in some capacity? Because I think he does might. he become does he become their new Keeley? Yeah, or does Keeley just go back to being Keeley, or does or does she I just mean, take that no. that, uh, Rebecca gave her and start her own firm that way? I mean, she can do both. I guess she can just you know. Rupert could just become the... Keeley if Keeley's doing her own thing. Yeah, but um, then again, he's not a he's not, he's not a public relations guy, but he could be like you know their press conference. No, press conference would be yeah. too hard. He could he could he could barely or, be like one of their, their one of their spokesmen and everything. Yeah, exactly. Um, does I was thinking this if the show went on for a few more seasons, I was thinking this. Jamie joining the coaching staff because that scene a few weeks ago where he was talking about. Like everyone's kicking to me, they need to kick through me, and he changed everything on the, uh-huh. on the whiteboard. Yeah, uh, we are we love our whiteboards on the show, by the way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. By the way, yeah, big markout moments for us when we see whiteboards on here. Yes, we love we, we love it. Uh, but like, <laughs> the, the, it's like uh, when he was doing that, I was like, I was like, huh, Jamie's kind of a coach in a way. Yeah, I mean, like he's the lead. I mean, I would like to see Jamie become captain first. At some point, I wonder if they would go that route though. Where would that, where would that leave Isaac though? That's the other. It's. I would love to see like an epilogue episode that just shows what happened to the characters. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure Sam's gonna enter politics. Yeah, or he's gonna be on the Nigerian World Cup the thing. I mean, that's, that, that still could be. He could do that first. If they do an epilogue like a couple of years later, and then they have like you know Sam maybe and maybe Sam is like getting a British citizenship now. He's in politics, like you're saying. But the uh, back of his desk, there's like a picture of a team from the 2022 World Cup where he's in there. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That honestly, that would actually be a perfect way of doing it. Because, which, by the way, yeah. Oh wait, are pretty political. Yeah, they have a. Well, they do have a villain now. What's his name? Oh, um, 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 uh, fuck. Anyway, the big uh, Ghana. Well, he's not Nigerian. He's from Ghana, I think. Ghana. There you go. Yeah. 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 But the, um, yeah, they had that. That guy had the like the dark turn on the on the show, much like Nate. Yeah, but this did. guy was like way too over the top. Except unlike Nate, whereas Nate was a lovable loser who just had a breaking point, this guy was you know basically Rupert, except more vicious in a way. Yeah. Like exactly. Like like Rupert was basically like. Um, he was basically, um, God, um, what was the, uh, um, what was the, uh, um, the, 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 the Lannister king? I'm spacing his name right now. Um, um, Who? Uh, Tywin? No, the, uh, um, no, the, the, the kid, the kid who became king. Um, yeah, uh, wait. Which one? No, Jamie was the, Jamie was the brother's Jamie the father. Brother, um, the, the, he, he died name? eating a pie. Um, yeah, yeah, I remember. I remember the guy from the purple wedding. Yes, can't uh, remember his name. Fuck, why am I spacing it? Because, uh, but he was Rupert was basically him. The Ghana guy is basically uh, Ramsey Bolton. Like he's or he's basically like the like the like, the, like it's like oh everyone thought he was the main villain. This guy is the more ruthless version. It's like. Mm -hmm. Rupert had money and was a prick because he had money. This guy is like he had, whereas like Ramsey didn't have money, he was just a fucking vicious fucking prick. You know, this guy has money, but he's he's like Joffrey. Like, His so name was Joffrey. Yeah, he, he 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 wants to see Richmond basically get destroyed at this point. He's uh, yeah, he's uh, he can hold a grudge. That's just it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's basically a spoiled rich guy who, when he doesn't get his way, he's just, you know, he... He'll throw food all over him. Yeah, he'll well, Yeah, exactly. He, he, nuclear option, that's what he's what he does. He's like, I'm going to burn it all to the ground. Um, like, those are, like, the main characters I see going, like, having things happen with them and everything. Um... Uh, there's so many other characters on the show. By the way, by the way, by the way, that Danny Van Dam thing they had on the last episode, it's a minor thing, but that was perfect. So well, so well done. It's so random, but so well done. Because it's like yeah. it's like it was like they were going into a it was basically like a Shawn Michaels a Hulk Hogan thing where it's like like I'm gonna go heal for this program, but I'm still not a heal. Yeah, hard trouble to heal. Yeah. And then afterwards, where he was just going back to normal, it's just like, and then and and then like Van Dam's like reaction of being like, um, yeah, it was like, well, 
yeah, exactly. It's like what the fuck twice when he was like, first time I got a kill, and he thought, you know what, eh, it's just daddy. Huh? Yeah, it's like dramatic, and then they get in the plane, and and Danny is yeah, such a fucking fantastic character on that show. Man. He was so great. That, it's that, and you don't need more from you don't need more from Danny than what you're seeing. Honestly, no. he's, he's perfect he's, where he is. And honestly, if they did, I would be happy with that because unlike Orange Cassidy, he's not a comedic character. Uh, he's just a sweet fucking guy and everything. Like on that Amsterdam episode where it's like, and it's like we have like twenty for strip club, twenty for party, and one for tulip. It's like because he was like, I wonder who wrote that. It says it in Spanish. <laughs> Somebody wrote yeah. it in Spanish. It's like yeah, he's like perfect. He's he's pretty good. It's like it's one of my biggest mark out of episodes. Was like you know the pilot, uh, the season two premiere, uh-huh. where he just wakes up, wakes up over the library and says, "Football is dead." Yeah. Oh my and god. I, yeah. That was like, great. That uh, that was one of my biggest laugh out moments. And then my cousin pointed out that, dude, there's like two different chicks on yeah, the bed. Yeah, they're grown inside. Which basically tells you that the guy is still a footballer because yeah. that's what, but. Is a sweetheart, but that does not mean he does not. He's not a footballer or like a big. You know, but when it's... he first joined the show, I I, I thought he was only going to be on for a couple episodes because remember he Me came too. Out I initially thought... because of Jamie, and then I thought maybe after the episode they were going to be like, all right, we're retiring this character. But no, they kept them on board. I'm glad they did. They kept, yeah, they kept like everyone a mile. Like, yeah, and I guess unlike, no one like. Oh my god! AEW, once they give you some sort of push. Like you don't feel like you disappear. Like that character becomes a character. It's like the Simpsons, basically. Yeah, exactly. Oh my god, dude, the guy, the guy from the street where he lives, the the wanker guy. That yeah. guy got depth. <laughs> that guy was given depth. <laughs> and I, I love. Uh, uh, Granted, this ain't a main character, but um, the coffee drinker at the bar. I love that they they throw him yeah. every once in a while. Yeah, exactly. It's a coffee. Like, it, it's it's one of those things where you're just like, oh, this this guy this guy who just wants to read the newspaper and and quiet goes to this fucking busy bar to drink his coffee. It's just like when they show him, it's just like it's just very subtle. It's perfect. It's it's one of those perfectly yeah. subtle things that that WWE and AEW don't know how to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it's no one knows that. No, wrestling is not so. That's I I think I've. I, I've gotten to the point where I just had to. Uh, we had to accept that wrestling does not do wrestling in general does not do subtle well. No, they used it does to. Not. You would yeah, think with uh, uh, you'd uh, think with HD cameras they would have an easier time doing it, but you would think no. so. But yeah, T- Ted Lasso knows how to do subtle perfectly, and like basically everything about this season. I, 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 when I was watching it, I was like, this season's amazing. All, all the seasons are amazing, but it's just like, it kind of feels like they're wrapping things up. And then I saw that article where it was like, Jason Sudeikis only had a plan for a three episode or three season run. Um, but it's like, I mean, I, I, I would not be pissed off if they did a fourth season because I love this fucking show. I would not because I love, yeah, because this show is pretty awesome. Like you want it in your life, even if it doesn't, have anything happening on it? You just yeah. want to see those characters on TV. This, this is a show That's I will the... revisit. Like the, 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 this, the, I, I'm going to put the show up there with like Lost, Breaking Bad, Stranger Things of a show that I will revisit once it's all over. And I, I am going to go out on the limb and I'm going to say like 
at some point in the future, this is going to be uh, this is going to be looked up on by a lot of people, not my all, as the best comedy, the TV comedy that ever hit the screen. Yeah, well, the streaming. Uh, honestly, yeah, and it is, and it's one of those weird things because current day sitcoms aren't necessarily sitcoms. Grand, you have your stuff on CBS and NBC, sure, but the ones that get a lot of acclaim, with the exception of like Abbott Elementary, which I haven't seen, you know, that's like the only um, like sitcom sitcom that gets acclaim. But most sitcoms that get acclaim are stuff like this, stuff like Atlanta, where it's basically dramedies and stuff like that. And yeah, the, but the, this show here, it's like when it's funny, it is fucking funny. When it's serious, it is serious. Like it doesn't, nothing really derails the other. Um, and this is the thing. It's it's because this is there is nothing more realistic than this show. Because, well, I mean, okay, uh, maybe realistic is a little bit much, uh, but a lot of people are like that. Even when you're in the worst of situations, you don't lose your sense of humor. You don't lose your sense of like talking to them. Yes. And this is basically what happens. And I always love this about shows that our comedies are like maybe things like that happen in the West Wing and everything is that while the big things are happening, there are like these little conversations that happen between people in the background. Yes, yes. Like what happens in the team. And because and because I used to work in a call center, one of the Things I I was most fond of was like that sense of camaraderie and that sense of like at any random moment I could be talking about any random topic with any random not random any different person that's in that call center with mm-hmm. me. And I always wanted that to be captured on the show and I think yeah. it's not exactly what happens, but those conversations that happen in that locker room in the background are some of my favorite it, things that happen. It, it's 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 natural. It's a better. I, I I really love the first three seasons of this show, but it's a better version of The Office than The Office wishes it was. Mm-hmm. Because the con the conversations feel more realistic. Like you'll hear people just you'll you'll, you'll hear yeah. the end of conversations on this show, and you, you're just like, wow, that's just something people will actually legit talk about. Yeah, um, you don't. Yeah, they don't extend. They don't extended them and they have these weird tropes that are not realistic but you still love seeing them and you're never going to say you know what that's too uh, that's too far like the kid boy always always in that room when something big is happening yes i have about like, 10 more minutes uh yeah um and that's the other thing like a couple weeks ago ted goes into his office to make a call and you're like Okay, we're gonna see what he's talking about. No, fucking Colin walks in, asks if he can shut the door. Ted gives him a thumbs up. He shuts the door. We don't know what Ted's talking about. Instead, we listen yeah. in on Colin and Trent's conversation, and it's just like it's perfect because you don't need to know every single piece of exposition that happens on the show. Characters have it's, lives and they have secrets. It's the uh, exactly. It's the whole idea of like this is natural. Like yeah, people like. It's something that other TV shows have, and it's something that people in general have. Just because someone is not in front of your eyes does not mean that their life stopped until and you. You know what? Another thing you and I, you and I spoke of this. Another thing that was fantastic on the show 
that a lot of people would probably write onto this, uh, write into TV series. The two gay characters aren't hooking up or anything. The two gay characters. Are oh God! Yes, friends. we talked about this. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Because and then this is something about the swerve thing because you know when Trent was following him into the gay bar, please don't let them hook up. There, please don't. Uh huh. Instead, they just have a fucking good time hanging out and everything. They got to vent to each other about their lives, and they got to bond. And that was enough. Yeah. And now, 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 by now the way, friends and everything. Yeah, and by the way, Isaac not being able to say I love you, but it was uh -huh. one of the most adorable things ever. It was, but he was like, you know, I, I can't say it, but you know I do. Yeah. And the, no, and the, it's the thing that Colin said, and Wow, Colin is basically the breakout star this uh, this year because he is complete one hundred percent. He there there's I, yeah I because there's any because he was next to nothing. He was next to nothing last season. Even I mean last season he was nothing this season. They they revealed last season he was gay because when they first started talking about banter, he was like, oh, that's kind of like grinder. And I think maybe they're like, oh, this might just be a one off joke or something. And then they mm -hmm. went back to it and they took that one line and expanded it into. A beautiful story for this season. Yeah, exactly. And now he's, now, even now he's getting a push as a player too, because like when Roy was like, and they asked him at the press conference about him, he was like, you know, he's, like, he's underutilized, and it's like, yeah, fuck yeah, he, it's like he gets it. Mm -hmm. It's it's perfect, and it's it's a big moment, and this is how you push different characters at the same time together. You just yeah, and especially doing it in a 35 to 65 minute episodes no one feels <laughs> behind really once no. you develop you're in the show you might not be in every episode but you're in the show and you feel important you're in the show as a developed episode, guy basically. and we hey we didn't talk about this whole thing nate's uh, nate leaving that note for the i can't remember the kid boy's name william but well yeah nate leaving that letter for him that card and said, uh, yeah. I'm sorry, Wonder Kid. That was yeah. perfect. Yeah. And perfect. even here's here's something else that, and again, this show swerves you so much because when you saw Nate's family this year, you thought, okay, they're just going to gloss over his daddy issues. Mm -hmm. This whole episode went back to it. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's uncanny, but I think this show leaves no thread untugged. No, I think I always said this before. They don't leave any thread on the. And they pull on every thread. That's it's, that's one thing you, you you and you and I both have this in common when it comes to watching like wrestling and even movies in general. You and I have talked about this. We like to if if, a, if something is pulled, we like to see the thread pulled completely on it. This show does that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It might you it might make you forget about the thread, but oh, well, trust me, the pull is coming. And, <laughs> and unlike AEW. It's not one of those things where you're just like, oh, we forgot. We're mirror, we're, 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 it back up. We're, we're, yeah, yeah, where Thunder Rosa comes out of uh, Tony Khan's office and no yeah. one hears from her again. This here is just like, it, 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 yet again, because it's a TV show that's happening in time, you're watching it and you're just like, wow, you know, this oh, is how shit, it develops naturally. Wait a minute, I never, yeah, I never thought about this, that you're watching it in time, but. Most of the time, except for a few episodes, yeah, you're just getting a week out of the out of the life of these characters. Yeah, 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 basically. Yeah, which is which is very wrestling, by the way. It is, yes, it it really is. 
Mm-hmm. I, I, I honestly, I think, I think uh, this show and Cobra Kai are going to be like templates for how to do sport television from now on, because you basically everything is basically laid out and it leads to a big blow off at the end. Like, yeah, obviously Cobra Kai. I, I I'm pretty damn sure. Uh, like Hurwitz and all them are wrestling fans because they drop a lot of wrestling references. There is a lot, right? yeah, and there is a and there is a lot of like there is a lot of things that you would not see uh, on TV shows except on wrestling. Yes. on Cobra Kai. And I wonder There's... if like Sadakis or because uh, Brett Goldstein, Sadakis, and uh, I, can't, I can't remember the guy's name that plays Beard. They're like the three head writers for Ted Lasso. Yeah, I wonder if any of them might be wrestling fans because like. It, this show basically kind of flows like that, where it it leads to a blow off, and it leads to, it leads to May, a main event. A main event. The finale is like a WrestleMania. It's, yes, yes. It's basically it. And here's the thing. One, let's talk about that thing. It's uncanny that this idea that started as a parody concept, yeah, as a parody ad to promote the Premier League. It's not yeah. like you know. It's has become like one of the best TV shows in the history of television or streaming or whatever. I'm like, yeah, it is. And you barely rem- and I barely remember that this was what that was. Yeah, same. It's it. They they just look at the fucking Emmys. At the past, the first, the two seasons. This has been nominated for Emmys. It had. For each category, like three males for each category, and like two yeah. or three females for each category, it's just like it's it's insane. It's like you you don't see that. Like imagine, and I won't. I I I know people would be pissed if this happened. But imagine when the Emmys are announced in July, if every person's best supporting actor nomination is from this show, I I would actually be like, I'd be kind of proud. I'd be like, yeah. yeah. I'd be yeah, yeah. I'd say yeah. I mean, you got like it's easily Beard, Higgins, Sam, Roy, Roy, yeah, Jamie, Jamie. <laughs> There's five. Yeah, um, Colin even. Colin, yeah, uh, me, Colin, uh, Danny, and I. Well, no, maybe I wouldn't maybe see Danny. So Colin, too, but I, I, I still wouldn't be. Upset. Colin uh, might be Colin, yeah, but I would not be upset. But I, I'm almost, I almost, I'm almost sad that Anthony Hilda has become a regular because I would have loved to see him get the best guest, guest star uh, performance. Wait, 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 who, who do they play? Anthony Stewart, uh, Rupert. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yes, okay, okay. I got you. I got you. Okay, yes, yeah, completely. Yes, because yes. I think if he was a guest star on this. He sh- he should have gotten the the, the Emmy too. He's, because he has he has like a very he, he he has that he has just a demeanor when you see him and everything. Yeah, yeah. You know where you know you know where we know him from, right? Hmm. You do, right? Jaws from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh yeah. Okay. I I I, I, I did when I, I looked him up um a couple months ago to see what else he had been in again because I I. A lot of times I'll forget who, uh, especially like actors like that. And I looked up. I did, I do remember. I mean, that. his face. Lo- his face looks different uh, a little yeah. bit, but it, but the fact that he was one of the most lovable characters on TV during that time. I, I don't yeah. know if you watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but yeah, everyone loved Giles. Oh yeah, and yeah, he true. became massively one of the biggest pricks on television. In this, yeah. it's 
I, yeah, it, it's phenomenal. But, just about on his way, so I'm going to be ending this here onto it, but, yeah, uh, and if you don't watch Ted Lasso, you've been listening to this, being like, what the fuck are they talking about? Fucking watch Ted Lasso. I mean, go watch, go watch the show, dude, that's, uh, it's, it's, it, I mean, basically, it's a perfect show for wrestling fans, let's say it is. And if, and if you're not a wrestling fan, you're just like a, like a football fan. Go watch it. And if you're an American football fan, go watch it because they'll knock you down. A go watch. Uh, yeah. And if you don't like sports, go watch it. Go watch it. It's, it's, go it's, watch it's, it. It's, 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 if, 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 if you don't, if you don't, if, if you're a, com- if you're a complete sociopath who is completely nihilistic, don't watch it. Maybe you do watch it because maybe it'll make you, maybe it'll make your heart grow. Mm-hmm. Like the Grinch. Yes. Yes. This is fuck Whoville. This is the show that makes people, uh, get a heart in everything yeah yeah exactly your heart will become two sizes too big actually and you know which what? is also a medical which is also a medical condition i think Fucking you should get that chick co- com- community did this and i know it's, it's, uh ted ted lasso kind of did it because they did it for their christmas episode for the opening credits just imagine yeah. if they did like a full-on stop motion bat like rankin bass episode of this show i just like, oh i, I would I, love that <laughs> that would be phenomenal yeah um but, they can, and they could have it like someone. One of them is dreaming this whole yes, thing. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Wouldn't it be perfect if Roy was the guy dreaming this? Yeah, I was just gonna say that it'd be, it'd be Roy's dream. Um, and I love that. Oh my god! By the before end, Roy is now a tie dye wearing a lover. He loves. By the I was just gonna, dude. I was just gonna say, bring that up right now. <laughs> that whole like playing that song "Red Ride Hand" uh-huh. with him walking in with the tie dye was perfect and, and then at the end where he's wearing you know darker tie-dye so if he he, he, he he's like it's like i'm gonna wear tie-dye from now on but i'm gonna, I'm gonna make it more dark colors it's like yeah all right it, and it, him, it's, it's growing and, and here's the thing this show does not fail to make you get to make you go to make you go ah yes. even though mentally at one point yeah. him tossing the tie-dye shirt out of the car and driving up and you're like I can't believe he's gonna leave that shirt, but then know, he comes like, back for it, and you're like, "Ah, oh. yeah." Like when he first did that, I was like, "Man, I, 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 the, 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 this 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 guy, uh, he's not coming back from this." Oh wait, he did. Come it's back. like he literally came. It's back like, for this. and he's the yeah, and he's driving away, and I'm like, "Wait a minute, this is really happening?" Is this? Yeah, <laughs> he I, comes. It, that 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 episode was a very strong character growth episode for Roy. Which, by the way, by the way, it's. And like we said, subtle. He has had massive character growth during the season in the oh, most yeah. subtle way. Yes. While staying in the background. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. Oh yeah. It's. But I'm about to get the refrigerator stuff done. Um, all right, go fix your fridge. And until... by the way, by, 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 yeah, we 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 didn't get a chance to talk about the death of Miss Marvel in Marvel Comics. I didn't know that happened. Yeah, the comic book community is is in uproar about it. Oh, huh, I have to look this up now. Because because as you know, everyone who dies in the comics stays dead. Of course, forever. Of course. And one last thing before I head off, I just also want to say shout out to I didn't know we had him as a listener. Um, New listener of the pod, maybe Nick Cassick. Thanks for thanks for listening to the podcast. Thank, th- th- yeah, uh, thanks, Nick. Th- 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 thanks, 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 thanks for listening. I found out you listen to the pod, so thanks for listening. You know what? You know what? I'm gonna say this. Nick Cassick is in the top ten listeners of the uh, of the podcast. Right yeah, now. you're you're a, you're a top ten listener, Nick. 
Yeah, definitely a top ten. <laughs> but doesn't uh, doesn't matter why you're in the top ten, you earned it. For uh, for like Nick and and Alyssa and like uh, Robert uh, and the six other guys. <laughs> yeah, the six like the six other guys and maybe one other girl. Like you know, thanks thanks for listening. <laughs> Yeah, thank you guys. Thank you, thank you for tolerating us two fools and uh, the other two guys who get. Uh, by the way, are Pete and James still getting royalties on this show? Well, we, we talked about that, I think, uh, on last week's bit. I think. Yeah. We I think we. I think I might have brushed yeah. over that. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but are they getting royalties? Let's say me. Because I think. Let's let let's say. And, yeah. Wait, I, I think I'm, I think I just said yeah to that, so maybe. I think, yeah, but, but, doesn't say we'll do DX versus DX uh, fully loaded ninety nine. <laughs> they're they're gonna come in wanting wanting some of this. But yeah. until then, ladies and gentlemen, uh, happy podcasting. Bye, y'all.